ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम माय बाउ टू द लॉर्ड वसुदेवा जय टू यू एवरीबॉडी वी आर टॉकिंग वी हैव कम टू द पार्ट इन द भगवद गीता द फर्स्ट चैप्टर where the real essence of the story begins arjuna asks krishna to be his charioteer and drive him between the ranks of the two enemies the upward striving qualities in man and the downward uh pulling you might say qualities that are taking you toward maya delusion attachment desires involvement in the worldly scene and uh this it's a very interesting preamble to that story it's a part of the mahabharata before the gita actually became begins where krishna i mean where arjuna and duryodhana both opponents in this coming upcoming war come to krishna and krishna gives them the choice whether i won't go into the whole story but whether uh they will uh, one can have him on on his side without his army and he himself will not take part in the battle and then the other will have his million soldiers and arjuna is very happy to accept him and duryodhana of course is very happy to have a million soldiers but arjuna knows that where god is even though he doesn't appear even though he doesn't show himself he will be he will guarantee you victory and this is what you will find in life God doesn't come out of the clouds and talk to you. God doesn't suddenly perform amazing things, but you will find in your life that if you try to be on his side, if you try always to do the right thing and to do it for his sake and out of love for him, he will protect you. There have been many times, well, quite a few times, I'm not going to count them, but uh people have tried to destroy me with lawsuits, with uh enmity, with jealousy, and uh they've never succeeded and i think the reason they have never succeeded was that i always stood for the truth i never compromised in this major lawsuit that lasted for 12 years they must have spent 50 million dollars we had to somehow get uh, get together 12 million that was a great strain for us they hoped to bankrupt us because we were small we didn't have that kind of money but uh, they thought to win easily and they hired the third largest law firm in the world and i deliberately chose a lawyer who was a sole practitioner had no law firm he didn't even have a secretary but i believed in his truthfulness i believed his in, in his integrity and i stuck to him even when he himself was ready to give up because he thought it was too big a thing for him to take on but we won in the end we won just about everything i let them have 5% which i could have won just to get them off our backs but you will find that there are times in life especially if you try to live for god and live for truth where people will attack you but if you continue firm in your commitment you will find that even though god doesn't appear in the clouds and send thunderbolts you will always come out ahead you'll always win in the end 
Yata dharma sata jaya. Where there is right action, there is victory. And so Arjuna has asked Krishna as his charioteer, because Krishna is only going to serve as his charioteer. He's not going to be active in the battle. He's not going to fight on Arjuna's side. But he asks him to take him between the two camps to see how they're arranged against each other. Now, in a real battle, no general would come so close to another army that they could kill him. This is all allegorical. And uh, in that mid-place, you can see those qualities in your deep meditation. This is when you're, you see all of maya, all of delusion is based on duality. And there's always a movement between positive and negative, between light and darkness, between joy and sorrow and so on. If you can catch yourself at the midpoint between that, this is the point that Arjuna is uh, stopping at, the midpoint between the two enemies. And he's asking Krishna to show him these enemies. And we've seen already, now we're going to go on further. And uh, he wants to study and see. And then Sanjaya then told, Sanjaya was the introspection, remember? Sanjaya then told Dhritarashtra, O descendant of Bharata, on hearing these words of Gudakesha, Arjuna, Rishikesha, Krishna, drove that best of chariots to a point between the two armies. There, before Bhishma, Drona, and the great horde of opposing chiefs, he declared, Behold, Parta, Arjuna, this mighty gathering of the Kurus. And in meditation, you suddenly become aware of what you're up against. You did, it's not just your... your uh, habits and wrong inclinations of this life. You've lived many lives and there are all these impulses that have, you've sort of generated that are holding you back. You may not even know what they are, but they're all there sort of pulling you down. Uh, I remember um, someone who wanted to come and be a monk at Mount Washington when I was living there. And Master said, my guru said, if you could see the karma. He had too much pulling him down. It wasn't, it wasn't possible for him to take that choice. But another, <clears throat> and this should be a point of encouragement to you, another monk said to him one day, Sir, I don't think I have very good karma because he was suffering from moods and difficulties. And Masters very strongly replied, Remember this, it takes very, very, very good karma even to want to know God. It's no joke. This world holds you down very hard. And it's not easy to break its clutches. But once you know that you want to know God, if you turn to him, the desire, the, really the, the guarantee of your fulfillment and your liberation will be when you really want to know God. That too is a desire and it will have to be fulfilled. And that one desire can be your raft over the ocean of delusion. And so Krishna is now taking him between the two camps and showing him these things. And then Partha, Arjuna, beholds them and he sees on the other side. And this is the whole problem. He sees that those people whom he's supposed to be fighting are grandfathers, fathers, fathers-in-law, 
maternal uncles, brothers and cousins, sons and grandsons, comrades, past friends, teachers. He's suddenly realizing these are a part of his own family of consciousness. How can I get rid of something that's me? If you were, if it, somebody else is a drunkard, you, that's no problem. But when you're a drunkard, it's part of your own consciousness. It's your habit. How are you going to, why would you want to kill your own self? You've defined yourself in those terms. You've defined yourself in your bundle of self-definitions, which you've taken onto yourself, which are not you at all. But you think of yourself as liking food, liking money, liking excitement, liking adventure, liking travel, liking good times, all the things that people are attached to. And uh, they've come to think that these are a part of them. This is the whole dilemma. If it weren't you, or if you didn't think it were you, then it would be easy to overcome your bad qualities. But they all seem to be a part of your own family of consciousness. That is no joke to overcome those things. And so the Gita is a story of how to overcome that family which you falsely called your own and to realize that, and this comes later in the Gita, when you realize that you don't really destroy anything because any quality that you get rid of, the same energy becomes revealed on a higher level in yourself, but we'll go into that later. So for now, God bless you and joy to you.